Join me today for an action-packed episode of Locked On Fantasy Baseball, where I talk about what's been going on in the MLB and how it affects your fantasy baseball team heading into 2024. You are Locked On Fantasy Baseball, your daily fantasy baseball podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, fantasy baseball fanatics, and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Baseball Podcast, brought to you by the Locked On Sports Network, your team every day. As always, we're your number one source of fantasy baseball knowledge, and thank you for making us your first listen each and every day. I'm your host, Dominic Martino, riding solo today. Matt's got the day off. We'll be back with those... um, those way too early position previews tomorrow but until then you just got me if you're listening on a platform like apple or spotify that allows five star ratings and reviews we would truly appreciate it if you could do that for us it helps to grow the podcast and it's just a a huge help to us if you're watching on youtube and you haven't already hit the little bell below it subscribes you to the channel and also gives you a notification every time we drop a new episode and real quick before we get into the into things today guys i gotta talk to you about fanduel who is today's sponsor make every moment more right now new customers get 150 dollars in bonus bets with any winning five dollar money line bet that's 150 bucks if your team wins visit fanduel.com slash locked on to get started today and all right guys as we get into today's episode, we're talking about um, some signings. We got a couple of signings on the board already. We're going to talk about those. Uh, then we got some rumors. We're going to talk about some trade rumors. And then we got a couple of trades that have actually happened already. So let's start with one that's fresh right on the board. Literally happened today as I was about to record this. And I was super happy that I get to talk about it here with you guys. Let's talk about Sonny Gray. Heads to the Cardinals. Three years, $75 million. That's $25 million a year. And that rotation is starting to look a little bit better now. They have another big signing that we're going to talk about in a little bit. So I'm not going to go through that whole rotation right now. When we talk about the next guy, we'll go through their rotation and see how that thing's looking. But for Sonny Gray, Sonny Gray, really strong year last season in Minnesota. Uh, Wins weren't great at uh, eight wins, eight losses, 279 ERA across 32 starts, 184 innings, 183 strikeouts. A 114 whip, and his FIP was the 283. That's fielding independent pitching, which is an ERA indicator. So he was pretty much spot on, uh, you know, well deserved low ERA for Sonny Gray. But let's even talk about since 2019 how good Sonny Gray's been 39 wins, 33 losses. 3-2-2 ERA for Sonny Gray. Once again, 2019 to 2023 here. It's 124 starts, 670 innings, 732 strikeouts with a 1-1-4 whip. This guy's been fantastic. Uh, when we look at ADP so far, uh, once again, if you guys haven't been watching, uh, I've been using NFBC ADP. Uh, which has, uh, you know, they've done, it looks like, 42 drafts so far. If you're not familiar with NFBC, it's the National Fantasy Baseball Championship. Uh, it's where a lot of the heavy hitters play. They have all sorts of different kinds of leagues on there, but it's most well-known for being um, a platform where a lot of the experts play and uh, 
they got some ADP for us. So we're going to use that. Sonny Gray is the 58th overall pitcher off the board, which includes some closers in there as well. So I'm going to assume there's about 15 closers in there. So you're looking about uh, 43rd starting pitcher for Sonny Gray. Pick 133. And I absolutely love that because I actually have Sonny Gray as pitcher number five. Uh, no, not five. <laughs> not Definitely not number five. Number 25. So uh, with that being said, high-end starting pitcher three for me in your 12-man leagues. Um, Very, very low-end two. I just think he's so consistent. When you know what you're getting, you know you're going to get a pretty strong ERA. Um, I think at worst, he's like a mid-threes ERA with very close to a strikeout per nine. He's shown um, potential of doing over a K per nine uh, quite a few times in his career. So that's not out of the question either. The whip's been very good uh, three out of the last four years. So I think Sonny Gray in his you know older age, he's going to be 34 next season, has just figured it out. And I think he's going to be good until the wheels fall off. And I- I'm thinking there's at least one more good season in there. I think he's going to be good uh, with those St. Louis Cardinals. Let's keep things pushing here, and now we can get into you know this rotation, actually. Let's talk about another Cardinal signing. Let's talk about Lance Lynn. Uh, maybe not as, as, as enthusiastic about this one. Uh, Lynn gets $11 million for one year from those same Cardinals. Lynn was just really, really bad last year. Uh, you know, he started off the year hurt, not last year, but two years ago. Um, took a while for him to get it going, but he had a very, very good second half in 2022. Uh, all of 2023 was just miserable for Lynn, even when he went over to the Dodgers. Um, the season uh, total is 13 wins, 11 losses for Lynn last year, 573 ERA, 32 starts, 183 innings, 191 strikeouts with a 139 whip. Um, 37 years old for Lance Lynn coming up. I think there's upside here. Uh, I'm sure he's buried when we're talking about ADP for next season. Uh, I know how I have Lynn buried in my rankings. I have Lynn as my starting pitcher. I believe it was 85. And I'm scrolling and scrolling here. Uh, Lance Lynn, ADP, 127th pitcher off the board, which once again includes closers and relievers. Pick 355. I mean, if you want to throw that dart uh, last pick of your draft where it looks like you're going to be getting him in most leagues, I'm not mad at that. You know, there there's strikeout upside. The ERA, I mean, it had been good for, you know, a, a long time. Lynn's a career 3-7-4 ERA guy. So, once again, there's bounce back potential here. Uh, as your last pick, you could definitely do worse. But if that's the going price for Lance Lynn, I'm actually not mad at it because I have him uh, a decent amount higher than that. Almost, you know, I would say like maybe 20 starting pitcher spots higher than ADP. So, you know, we could we could take our chances on Lance Slim. Just be prepared for, you know, a season like this. But once again, you're not paying anything for him. So, you know, there's definitely a, a chance for some solid production. Let's move on to the biggest signing so far, you know, this um, offseason. And it's a re-signing, actually. It's Aaron Nola. Heads back to the Phillies. We haven't talked about it here yet. I know it happened a little bit of while, a little while ago, but I just wanted to give you guys my thoughts on it. Nola gets seven years, 172 million. That works at the 24 and a half million per year, which is very, very nice for Aaron Nola. Now, we've talked about Aaron Nola on this podcast quite a bit. 
just once again, haven't talked about him going back to Philly. I actually kind of uh, don't want to pat myself on the back, but I did predict the Sonny Gray going to the Cardinals if you go back and listen to my free agent episode. And uh, I, I did say Nola back to the Phillies. I did throw out a Dodgers caveat on that one, but I did call the Nola one uh, as well. So I'm doing pretty good so far with my uh, calls from that episode. Aaron Nola is just a curious case. If he doesn't give up a lot of home runs and, uh, you know, doesn't give up, uh, um, you know, a crazy amount of hits, he's usually pretty good. Uh, you know, he has the every other year ERA going on since, uh, you know, 2017 pretty much. But I, I think there's there's high upside. There's SP1 upside. You know, 193 innings this year for Nola with 202 strikeouts. And the whip was pretty strong, too, out of 115. Uh, the 4-4-6 ERA and 12 wins is what killed you there. But I really, I have Nola ranked high. I might have him ranked too high. Uh, that's why, you know, I like to come here early in the season, talk things out, and kind of see, you know, why we do things the way we do when it comes to rankings and, you know, things like that. So we're, we're kind of deep diving together here. I have Nola ranked at uh, number 10 when it comes to starting pitcher, which is an SP1. Now, he can do that because let's even go back to 2022. 32 starts, 325 ERA, 205 innings, 235 strikeouts, and 096 whip. That's that's SP1. But with Nola, you're always, you know, rolling the dice with that. You know, you could always get that high ERA, but I think there is, you know, a, a, a ground. A ground is the, you know, 180 innings, 200 plus strikeouts with a, a pretty strong whip. Right now, Nola's coming off the board. Uh, ADP, 17th pitcher overall. Looks like there's about four or five um, closures in front of him there with uh, an NFBC ADP so far. So it looks like maybe SP12 for Nola. Pick 57, I'm okay with that. I, I think we all know uh, what Aaron Nola can be and his upside. But it just always comes with that heavy, heavy, you know, caveat of the ERA could be a four four six like it was this past season. Uh, but but we, we pretty much have a good idea. It's just the upside. The upside's very high for Aaron Nola. But once again, we kind of know what his base is. With that being said, before we move on, I have one more signing. Then we're going to talk trade rumors. And then after that, once again, we're going to talk about some trades that already have happened. But before that, I do have a quick ad for you guys. And guys, of course, we are talking about FanDuel today. And, you know, Matt and I love FanDuel. We're users. You know, we got to get out there, you know, with the NFL season being here. So score early this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers can get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is super easy to use, and there's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash on and kick off the NFL season right. FanDuel, an official partner of the NFL. All right, guys, so we're going to get back into things here. Thanks for bearing with me. But actually, real quick, I do have one more thing, guys. I'm sorry about that. I need to talk to you about Locked On, the network as a whole. 
they've officially launched the first ever national 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked on Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories uh, of the day with local experts from all of our Locked On national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Matt and I are on there too with our new episode, so make sure you check that out. But all right, let's get back into the nitty-gritty here. This one isn't as big, so I'll keep it short and sweet. We're going to talk about Kenta Maeda. He goes over to the Tigers, gets two years, $24 million, $12 million a year. Kenta Maeda is just, just pretty solid. He's not great. Um, you know, he's not going to be one of the best pitchers in baseball, but, you know, get him in the middle of your rotation somewhere. Uh, he's, I think he's going to be decent. Another guy that's getting a little older. He's going to be 36. Uh, he goes to, once again, Detroit Tigers, good landing spot. Very, very good park. When you're talking about, um, pitchers, as far as park factor goes, it was the 25th, um, best hitter park. Uh, so, you know, you're talking about, uh, it translates to, you know, a good pitching park. With Maeda, though, uh, last year, six wins, eight losses, 4-2-3 ERA, 20 starts, 104 innings, 117 strikeouts, and the whip was a 1-1-6. Uh, Maeda's always been a very good control guy. I think playing in Detroit, that ERA can come back down a little bit. Um, you know, I say closer to his career norm, which is a 3-9-2, but I think it could be even better than that. I think you're talking about a guy in Maeda that could have that like a 3-6 ERA, um, over that K per nine with a very good whip. And honestly, I guarantee he's really not going for anything right now when we're talking about ADP for next year. This is a guy, once again, you're going to get around that Lance Lynn range, I'm thinking. And it's just a dart. It's just remember that he went to, you know, a, a good ballpark to pitch in. Um, maybe not a great team for wins, but we know who my eight is. He can strike guys out. The whip is going to be good. He's not going to be, you know, very healthy. And as I scroll, scroll, and scroll here, what you're talking about, once again, this is a guy you're going to be able to get with most likely your last pick. Just wanted to bring up the name and let you guys know he has changed teams. Now, let's run that rumor mill. Let's get into the rumors. Let's get into what's going on, big impact stuff, and let's start with one of the biggest names in all of baseball. Let's talk about Juan Soto. Now, a lot of rumors floating around about there that, you know, um, San Diego needs to cut some of that money that, that they have there. They don't want to give out a big contract uh, to Tati, Soto, and anybody else, especially after they just paid Machado. They don't really have the money like that. doesn't seem like this, you know, experiment's working out. Uh, with Soto, Tatis, and Machado, it's a shame because you got, you know, three of the best players in baseball, and, you know, they really didn't make any noise at all last year. Juan Soto, strong year last year. I, I would call it a bounce-back year for sure. 162 games for Soto, played every game, 568 at-bats, 97 runs, 32 doubles, a triple, 35 homers, 109 RBIs, 12 steals, 132 walks to 129 strikeouts, very Juan Soto-ish of him, 275 batting average. And I think if I asked a lot of people how old Juan Soto is, they'd say, like, oh, 26, 27, he's only going to be 25 next year. Still very young for Juan Soto. I have Juan Soto as my 10th outfielder going into next year. I wouldn't be mad if you said you got him a little bit higher. Uh, I do want to pull up that NFBC ADP and kind of just see where he's going. Uh, let's just sort it by all players to kind of give us an idea 
if he's going outside that first round, and he is. Uh, even in a 15-man league, uh, Juan Soto goes pick 16, high, uh, you know, high-end second-round talent. Uh, I'm, I'm happy with that. He's just not going to give you this deal, so you got to supplement those deals somewhere else. He's going to be a lead at everything else, though, and no matter where he goes, honestly. Uh, and when you, we're talking about the, the rumor mill, the two teams that I saw that I think make the most sense are the Baltimore Orioles, because if he goes over to that, I want that Baltimore Orioles to get, you know, a nice super veteran superstar player to throw out there with all of these young guys. And they could even trade, you know, two, three of these young guys and still have a whole bunch left. If you watch the show at all, you know all those names in that Baltimore farm system because we talk about them all the time. The Westbergs, the Norbies, the, you know, the, there's there's so many of them. The the Heston Kerstads, the, I, I could go on all day. Uh, even the Jackson Holiday types, I don't think they're going to give him up, but that just shows how deep that farm system is. And if you just insert Juan Soto into the middle of that lineup, you know they they, they have the room there. They can move some guys around. Uh, I, you know Austin Hayes is 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 decent, but you know obviously you could throw Juan Soto in that lineup. It's a different monster. Um, I just think it works for both teams. Uh, you know the Padres would love to have some good young talent into that farm system to go along with the Jackson Merrills uh, and the rest of those boys in that farm system could always throw a couple more in there and where Baltimore could sacrifice them. They're in a win now, you know, phase happened a lot faster than any of us thought. So I think they're in the uh, Baltimore's in the market to get themselves a high end starting pitcher and another high end bat. And I think the move for Juan Soto could be one, uh, another team, uh, in the mix, I think for Juan Soto, that makes a lot of sense. Is Seattle uh, get him there? Pair him with the young superstar Julio. Let him show Julio the way. They definitely did not, uh, another big bat in that lineup. They they just lost a player that we're going to talk about later in this episode, time permitting. But um, they have they have some decent minor leaguers down there too. Um, but. They'd have to give up the Harry Ford types. They'd have to give up guys like that. Um, you know, the 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 Ryan Blyce of the world to get a Juan Soto, and even more, they might even have to give up one of their big name starting pitchers. You know, that, which they have a few of. You could trade, you know, um, a Bryce Miller or throw a Logan Gilbert into that type of trade to get you that kind of bat, which puts you in a win now situation. And uh, with that being said, I think no matter Juan Soto winds up once again. High-end player, top, in my opinion, top 15 type guy. He's back. There's going to be another season where Juan Soto hits over 300 with 30-plus homers, 100 runs, 100 RBIs, you know, still chips in, you know, 10 steals for the most part. Uh, in those points leagues, he, he goes up even higher because of the, the great walk-to-strikeout ratio. Usually leads the league in walks. If not, he's always right up there and still only 25. Uh, let's move on to – let's get into another starting pitcher here. Very starting pitcher heavy episode today, uh, but let's talk about Tyler Glass now. Uh, another guy that seems like he's going to be on the move. The Rays don't really want to pay the rest of that money to him. I think he's got twenty five million for next year, and um, or for this year. And I don't know how much. Uh, once again, the Rays want to pay that money to him, especially. I think the Rays are going to be more out of it this year than we think. And Glass now is going to be thirty years old. You know, a little bit older than you think. When I was talking about how how Soto is younger than you think, Glass. I was probably a little older than you think because guys never really pitched a full season. So he's just been such a teasing the talent with glass now, but never putting it together for, you know, more than 120 innings, which actually was his high last 
last year. You know, high for his career, which he did last year. Uh, last year, Glass now 10 wins, 7 losses, 3-5-3 ERA, 21 starts, 120 innings, 162 strikeouts with a 108 whip. Uh, if Glass now puts it together for a whole season, I mean – but we're going to be in luck and it's going to be fantastic. And he, I think honestly is a, is SP one. If he does it, it's the injuries that really hold, you know, glass now back from, you know, being that high end talent that we all know he has. Uh, let's go to ADP so far with him with glass. Now he actually looks like he's coming off the board a little bit later than I would have thought. No, actually not. I scrolled past him. Uh, Let's try pitcher 14 overall for glass now. And it looks like you have four. Um, wow, this is crazy. Four closures ahead of him. So SP 10, uh, according to ADP for glass now so far. I don't have glass now necessarily that high. I have glass now. Well, I actually do have him fairly high. Um, SP 12, he really deserves the SP 1 title. Uh, he just has to give us the innings. He, if he could give you those innings, he he's going to do it. I think we're at pick forty-eight once again. SP ten, uh, according to ADP so far, it, it's going to be tough. But if it pays off, it's amazing. I I don't I just don't think he's going to be a guy that I'm targeting. I know the talents there, and I do rank him high, but. I'm probably just not going to take that leap on him. If I could get him as my SP2, I'd be thrilled. It doesn't look like that's going to happen, though. So with Glass now, I'm not going to be mad if you take him. Just understand it's a huge risk. And then when it comes to your SP2, you're probably going to want to lean somebody that's a little bit more of a sure thing. Uh, maybe like, um, you know, a Max Freed or, you know, uh, it, it started pitching so tough this year. There's not really that many short things where you go even maybe with like a Oh yeah, it just gets so shaky. I'm trying to throw out a, a Logan Webb, a Logan Webb that you really know what you're gonna get. Kind of matches. Uh, Logan Webb's not gonna uh, you know, not over a K per nine guy, but Glass now is way over that K per nine. You compare two guys like that together. Um, but yeah, with Glass now, it's the best I got for you guys. It's just more of a if you want to do it type of thing. I'm not mad at you. I'm not gonna fault you for that. But I'm not gonna be in the market for you know Glass now is my SP one. I probably might move him down a couple of slots just to get him out of that 12 number, so he's not an SP one in my ranks. Let's move on to one of my favorite pitchers in all of baseball. Let's talk about Corbin Burns. Now Corbin Burns took a little bit of a step back this year, but it looks like the way things are going over there in Milwaukee that they're kind of just gonna clean house. I wouldn't be surprised if Yelich moves. Um, Brandon Woodruff is pretty much going to be out for the whole season. If anything, he's going to make a little cameo at the end of the season. Uh, looks like they've gave they've gave up on Woodruff though as well. Uh, but let's talk about Corbin Burns. Age twenty eight, season ten wins, eight losses, a three three nine ERA, thirty two starts, hundred ninety three innings, two hundred strikeouts, and a one oh six WHIP for Corbin Burns. On the whole. Very good season for, for Burns. There was a lot of bad starts mixed in, so he was a lot of peaks and valleys type season for Burns. But once again, just kind of looks like that relationship is, you know, fractured. You know, um, Craig Council leaves, got a lot of guys in the clubhouse upset. Uh, and I think Burns is ready to move on. I think Milwaukee's ready to move on. With that being said, I think the best landing spot for Cor Corbin Burns is going to be in that Dodgers rotation, right? Um, the Dodgers 
They lose Julio Urias. We don't know what the official word is on Urias, but I can guarantee he's not going to be around for most of the season. Um, and then you just really have, uh, do they resign Kershaw? Another guy's going to be out most of the year, even if they do resign him. So to start the year, um, if Walker Bueller's healthy, which we think he's going to be, it's going to look something like Bueller, Bobby Miller, Ryan Pepio, uh, maybe Ryan Nurebo. That's what I see here on roster resource. Emmett Sheehan. They also have Gavin Stone. So you got a couple of names there, but they're all young. They can really use another guy beside Bueller, especially because who knows how many uh, innings Bueller is going to be able to throw this year coming off of Tommy John. Um, you get a horse like Corbin Burns in there, and you know he's going to be excited. He's going to be revamped. I think that you know puts Corbin Burns, you know, right back into the top argument for top starting pitcher to come off the board. If he goes to the Dodgers, this could be a huge, huge, you know, um, landing spot for Burns, where the wins could go from, you know, what did I say? He won ten games this season. The wins could go from ten to you know a career high, maybe like 16, 17 wins for Burns. Um, let's check out the park factor. Milwaukee, it looks like um, Milwaukee was, let's see where it landed on this list. It landed actually at 24. So the Dodgers are at 19 when it comes to park factor. So, you know, a little bit worse park to pitch in for Corbin Burns, but I think he'll be more motivated and, you know, figure it out and get it going there uh, on a new team. Uh, and he's 29 for Corbin Burns, still right in his prime. Really like the outlook for him. So that's all the rumors, guys. Let's get into some more concrete stuff, stuff that's already happened. Let's talk about uh, one of the trades that have happened. Eugenio Suarez goes over to, you know, not the World Series champion, but, the, you know, uh, they made it to the World Series, those Diamondbacks. I think that's a good move for them. Uh, get another thumper in the middle of that lineup with um, Christian Walker. Uh, you know, Suarez isn't super far moved from, you know, hitting 271 in 2019 with 49 homers. I know it's the juiced ball year, but, you know, Eugenio Suarez, even in 2021, 2022, at 31 home runs both of those years. Uh, and he hit 286 in 20. Uh, well, no, he didn't hit 286. I'm sorry. I was looking at the OBP. Um, he hasn't had a good batting average, like I said, since 2019. But, you know, a career 248 guy, if Suarez can go over to those Diamondbacks and hit, 250 with 30 plus homers, you know, 100 RBIs, and you know, would you say like 75 runs? That's not a bad season for Suarez. I want to see where he's going. Um, let's filter this by. Let's do. Let's see if we can get the last week's ADP here. So we're gonna go from November 20th through the 27th, which is when I'm recording. And we're going to sort by third base. And let's see where Suarez is. Let's see if that ADP has um, creeped up here at all. Uh, 24 third baseman off the board, pick 270. And then if we go back to, let's just do the start of November. Let's see if he's moved up at all. Knowing that he's on a new team, I have a feeling yeah, it's 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 pretty much the same. Uh, the ADP had uh, went up a little bit because it was picked two eighty two um, before that before the trade for Eugenio Suarez. But I I, I think it's um, a good move as for fantasy, not huge change. Uh, let's see where I have him ranked. I have him as my nineteenth third baseman. I think that's pretty much spot on. Going to be a good corner, you know. Um, 
corner infielder for you know fantasy going into next season obviously not drafting him as your starting third baseman anymore but there's upside here i like suarez you know a guy that i might have on uh the bench or corner infield on some of my fantasy teams for next season let's move on got a couple of more starting pitchers here before we finish things up i want to talk about two former brave starting pitchers here i'll do them one at a time though let's talk about mike soroka not super fantasy relevant but he moves on from that braves rotation and he heads over to the white Sox. And just interesting to see the, you know, trajectory that Soroka's, you know, career has, you know, taken, uh, had a super, super promising, you know, 2019 where all of us thought, you know, this kid has upside to be like, you know, a top 24, you know, top 30 type starting pitcher. And, you know, the injury bug has, you know, taken him out with a multitude of different injuries. Uh, Soroka did pitch six starts, seven games overall in the majors last year, but it was, uh, you know, to the tune of a 640 ERA, 32 innings, 29 strikeouts, and a 148 whip. Mike Soroka's still only going to be 26 next season. Let's see if the, you know, those White Sox can work with him and, you know, figure out what went wrong last year and how to get him back to that dominant starting pitcher that we all know is in there. Honestly, this is going to be a guy that I feel like you're going to just be able to get last pick of your draft. If you want to throw the dart in that direction, you totally can. Um, maybe not going to be something I do, but in those deep leagues, uh, Sorok is a name to keep an eye on. Honestly, in any fantasy league, I think it's when you um, finish your draft and you go right into the waiver wire and you're doing your watch list. Soroka should be one of those names you throw on there. So every time you go back into the watch list, you check up on them, see how those stats look. If Or if you're listening to, you know, us, Matt and I on Locked On Fantasy Baseball, we'll keep you, you know, locked on how Soroka's doing because that's one of Matt's uh, favorite guys. But, you know, not really much fantasy relevant there. Just a name to keep an eye on and uh, see what happens next season. Hopefully, you know, Soroka can figure some things out and become fantasy relevant again. The last two names I have for you here are guys that aren't really going to pitch this season for the most part. Uh, but just names to keep your eye on for next year or for 2025 and going forward. Kyle Wright is that other Braves starting pitcher that leaves uh, and goes from the Braves to the Royals. Uh, interesting landing spot for Kyle Wright. Uh, he's not going to pitch this whole season. He's out. Um, I believe he got shoulder surgery. And, you know, it's going to keep him out for at least this whole season. Kyle Wright, another you know starting pitcher that had promise, um, had a very bad year. Kyle Wright this past season, six nine seven ERA, uh, seven starts, thirty one innings, thirty four strikeouts, a one eight three WHIP. Hopefully, Kyle Wright can you know have ever get back to that monster 2022 season i don't know if we'll ever see it again might just be an outlier year but you know name to keep your eye on for fantasy going forward you know um for all of those dynasty leagues and stuff like that uh i don't know if i'm dropping kyle right i mean you probably could i wouldn't be mad at it you know we should see him again he'll be 29 years old so you know what yeah honestly i'm not mad if you can't trade him for anything probably a safe drop there uh, but before we wrap things up here there is one guy that i did tease a little bit i kind of want to just talk about him now and it's brandon woodruff uh from the milwaukee brewers now um he got non-tendered so you know um he, he, i think his time in milwaukee is pretty much done um we'll, we'll see how things go um I, I just think it's over for him in Milwaukee. Uh, I really don't think we see him back there. Uh, I think he's going to wind up on a contender if he winds up on one of these really good teams. He's still a stash. This is a guy in Dynasty that I'm probably going to try and acquire because I think there's, you know, ace potential with Brandon Woodruff. 
but not really too much to talk about except that we're probably not going to see him in the Milwaukee Brewers uniform again. Uh, buy as low as you can in dynasty leagues on Brandon Woodruff because I think after you know this season he comes back and hopefully he can get back to normal. Uh, he's a little bit older though. I mean he is going to be thirty, you know, one thirty-two next time we see him. But if you can get him on the cheap, you might as well do it. Guys, that is all for today. Uh, please like, subscribe, comment, rate, and review if you haven't already. Um, and shout out to you, all the everyday new listeners. It means so much to have you guys here listening with us every single day. Um, appreciate all of you. But guys, until next time, see you.